Hi, Steve here. I haven't done a good job of getting the word out about what is probably one of the most fantastic things that you can get your hands on right now to try and detox. What it does is it detoxes your body at the nanoparticle level. And if you've noticed, we have been sprayed for years, decades, and we're being sprayed with heavy metals in the nanoparticulate level. So what can you do to get rid of these things out of your body? Because I know that they're causing a lot of health issues in different forms and everybody reacts to these heavy metals, the aluminum, the barium, the strontium, things like that. Everybody reacts differently to them. Of course, you see the pharmacia, you know, the big pharma companies, they're out there advertising all their different products that they want you to take. Pop a pill, this will help your skin condition. Well, guess what? Everything they put out has some kind of side effect that will affect your body or attack your liver. Well, guess what? I've got something to tell you about that I use and it doesn't have any side effects. It's only got good effects to help you detox those heavy metals and nanoparticulates in your body. It's called Advanced TRS by Cosiva. And I use it all the time, every day. And I have seen tremendous results. So this isn't hype, I'm just telling you, it works and it works great. Now I leave a link down below that you can go down to and click on if you'd like to purchase it yourself or even if you'd like to become a distributor. So click on that link, find out more because I guarantee you this stuff really works. It's called TRS. I use it and you should too. The Jewish Bolsheviks implemented a policy known as collectivization. By collectivization, they could take away the peasants' land in the name of the state. This was what Marx himself described as the essence of communism, to abolish private property. In early 1930, over 91% of the agricultural land was collectivized. The communists were taking every good from the peasants. All weapons of the civilians were also confiscated by the state. He ordered Nkavide to confiscate all grain, all food from these areas. By doing that, he knew he's condemning them to death. Картошку, свеклу, это самое капусту, соленая капуста в это в бочке с бочкой. Куда собираюсь садить же нужно, нужно посадочный, никто не собирать все. December 4th, 1921, Samara District, Soviet Russia. Today I came upon a group of men in a makeshift cemetery, digging a mass grave. When I asked where the bodies were, one of them explained, 
We are trying now to make a place to put the future corpses. We are afraid we won't have the strength to do it later. As I looked at them, I wondered if any of those men thought he might be digging his own grave. Will Shafroth, American Relief Administration. The famine of 1921 would become the worst disaster in Europe since the Black Plague in the Middle Ages. The government carried out mass requisitioning of grain, which prevented peasants from feeding themselves or even having enough seed to carry on next season planting a new crop. People had fled their villages, desperate to escape the famine. At the station at Kazan on the northern Volga, wretched creatures huddled together in compact masses like a seal colony. Most were children whose mothers had deserted them or had died. I saw emaciated little skeletons whose gaunt faces and toothpick legs testified to the truth of the report that they were dying daily by the dozen. The stench was nauseating. An estimated 25,000 Russians died in these regions each week. 75,000 more deaths by the end of March. People had been dying at this rate all over Russia, all winter. Will Shafroth described a scene he witnessed in Samara. I have seen piles of corpses half-naked and frozen into the most grotesque positions with signs of having been preyed upon by wandering dogs. I have seen these bodies, and it is a sight that I can never forget. It is impossible to describe the suffering and misery that presented itself on every side. I found the only food was made from weeds mixed with ground-up bones, tree bark, and clay. The famine was awful. People were eating almost everything that could be swallowed. They ate straw from the roof. Using this uh, straw and uh, such substitutes of food, they became ill and they look something like a fat man, but it was the beginning of their illness. We ate all cats, dogs, horses, everything. Shafroth cabled Haskell in Moscow that the body of a Russian assistant who recently died from typhus had been dug up and eaten. Ten butcher shops, he said, had been closed for selling human flesh. 
Americans read that Shafroth himself had been eaten. The government tried to stop people eating corpses. And they led a propaganda against this, and they tried to put guards in the cemeteries in order to prevent people from eating dead bodies. Grandma told me about it. When the dark was coming, they put a huge lock to save children, because children were the main target of cannibals. There were cases of killing children by their own mothers, by, by, own, by their own parents, and eating them. Some mothers did that for mercy, but some mothers killed them to feed other children, especially very small babies. The starvation would peak in the winter and affect 16 million people. Before the corn and wheat seed arrived, up to five million Russians had starved to death. During the periods of 1921 to 1922, 1932 to 1933, and 1946 to 1947, the Jewish Bolshevik regime deliberately mechanized three series of genocidal man-made famines aimed at starving farmers in Ukraine, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and Russia. Millions died a slow death and people resorted to eating grass and some even to cannibalism. This real holocaust is today referred to as the Holodomor. Encyclopedia Britannica estimates around 8 million people, 5 million of them Ukrainian, were starved to death by the Stalin-Kaganovich famine alone. And the three Holodomor genocides together resulted in a death toll of 16.5 million. Russian historian Alexander Solzhenitsyn estimated that between 1917 to 1958, the Jewish Bolshevik regime managed to exterminate up towards 60 million Europeans, including victims of the forced collectivization, the hunger, large purges, expulsions, banishment, executions, and mass deaths at gulags. Industrial-scale murders like these are an essential part of communist theory. Ранок 
Все скажем, мама и тата уходят, идут. With these famines, Lenin, Stalin, Kaganovich and all their Jewish agents destroyed any remaining resistance to the communists. An order from Lenin and Trotsky, the Red Terror was first announced by the Jew, Jakob Sverdlov. Lenin stipulated that three quarters of mankind may die, if necessary, to ensure the other quarter for communism. Lenin even outlined the purpose for the famines by stating, Destroying the peasant economy and driving the peasant from the country to the town, the famine creates a proletariat. Lenin also regarded Europeans as animals. It is precisely now, and only now, when in the starving regions people are eating human flesh, and hundreds if not thousands of corpses are littering the roads, that we can, and therefore must, carry out the confiscation of church valuables with the most savage and merciless energy, not stopping short of crushing any resistance. He continued, the greater the number of representatives of the reactionary clergy and reactionary bourgeoisie we succeed in executing for this reason, the better. Leon Trotsky said, we must turn Russia into a desert populated by white Negroes upon whom we shall impose a tyranny such as the most terrible eastern despots never dreamt of. The only difference is that this will be a left-wing tyranny, not a right-wing tyranny. It will be a red tyranny and not a white one. We mean the word red, literally, because we shall shed such floods of blood as we will make all the human losses suffered in the capitalist wars pale by comparison. The biggest bankers across the ocean will work in the closest possible contact with us. If we win the revolution, we shall establish the power of Zionism upon the wreckage of the revolution's funeral and we shall become a power before which the whole world will sink to its knees. We shall know what real power is, by means of terror and bloodbaths. We shall reduce the Russian intelligentsia to a state of complete stupefaction and idiocy and to an animal existence. Mass arrest in the middle of the night, kidnapping, executions and brutal tactics and torture took place. The communist plan was to use psychological warfare torture and terror to intimidate their white enemies into submission. Gendrish Yagoda was a Jewish secret police official who served as a director of the NKVD. A major Israeli publication, Ynet News, revealed the truth about Yagoda, saying, We must not forget that some of the greatest mass murders of all time were Jewish. It goes on, Gendrish Yagoda was the greatest Jewish murderer of the 20th century. He is responsible for the deaths of at least 10 million people. The Jewish Checkout was a secret police force created through the NKVD, later KGB, on December 20, 1917, by the Jew Vladimir Lenin and was consequently led by the Jew Felix Jarsinski. Jews made up nearly 80% of the rank and file Sheka agents, reports Bruce Lincoln, an American professor of Russian history. The Sheka rounded up Christians and all those who did not support the Jewish Bolshevik government. The Sheka practiced torture methods including skinning victims alive, scoffing, croning with barbed wire, crucifixion, hanging, stoning to death. Women and children were also victims of the terror. They would sometimes be tortured and raped before being shot. Children between the ages of 8 to 13 were imprisoned and executed. With hot irons, the Bolsheviks tortured those prisoners who were caught. Some victims were actually sliced to pieces, bit by bit, while others were branded with hot irons. 
their eyes poked out to induce unbearable pain. Burning coals were inserted into women's genitals. Often in views of victims' family members, prisoners were publicly hanged. Communists in Kharkov placed their victims in a row and nailed their hands to a table, cut around their wrist with a knife, poured boiling water over the hands, and pulled off the skin. They poked out eyes, broke bones in legs and arms, and extracted nails, cut off hands, ears, and noses. Victims were submerged in boiling ore or tar. Victims were dozed with petrol and burned alive. Lazar Kaganovich was the Jewish head of the KGB and was well known for his purges of those who opposed Jewish control. It is argued that Stalin, whose second wife was Kaganovich's sister, was a mere figurehead. Some believe that the numerous Jews below Stalin in all significant positions ran the show. As proof, some point out that many of the churches were burnt to the ground, while the synagogues were left standing. Many priests were forced to sweep the streets and others were murdered. The Jewish Soviet leaders held rabbis in high esteem. And those people who dared to criticize the Jewish supremacy were mercilessly murdered as anti-Semitism became a crime punishable by death in the Soviet Union. The Jew Kaganovich ordered the deaths of millions and the total destruction of Christian monuments and churches. Among these victims were bishops, professors, doctors, policemen, officers, lawyers, civil servants, journalists, writers, artists, nurses, workers, and farmers. The most intelligent and the highest achieving segment of the population was totally wiped out, which left a population of ignorant workers, peasants, and a powerful Jewish ruling elite. Lenin said, we must hate. Hatred is the basis of communism. Children must be taught to hate their parents if they're not communists. <laughs>